Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start It Up podcast. Jamal and I are back. Jamal, how you doing, my man? I am doing fantastic. Man, this is our second one in a, in a short amount of time. You know, I felt bad um, on how much time we missed, but, you know, looking back, uh, it was just, it literally, it was, in some ways, it's it's tough because we're kind of understaffed and the school year is at a crazy warp speed, I'm sure, for you. Mm-hmm. Um but in a lot of ways, I like it, it hasn't stopped us. We talked about this last episode that Jamal and I talk darn near every morning with travel schedules, uh, maybe the only thing messing that up. Uh, but I think the other nice thing is, is that we we're, we're kind of our own leadership team. Correct. Yep. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. And 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 at the same time, like you also have a leadership team at your school and I have a leadership team. Um, we started up foundation, uh, but but let's jump in on how and why leadership is not a uh, a solo sport, shall we? Yeah. So let, let let me start with this. First of all, leadership is not limited to the principal of your organization, the CEO of your organization, or whoever you consider your top admin. Let's really break all that down. And let's define for this, for the sake of this episode, leadership is simply influence. That's number one. But I, I but before, because because I do lead a school, I want to just back up and just talk about some of the issues that we face in schools, because um, this is an activity that I like to do. Right. Kind of like like your bad idea factory that you used to do, but just on a different different level. So some of the issues that we're facing right now in um just education, we we have the teacher shortage. We're fresh off of COVID. Teachers are feeling burnt out. We did an, we did an episode on uh, how to how to overcome burnout um, because you can't be burnt out if you've never been on fire. So your teachers were on fire at one point, but now they're feeling burnt out. Um, what else do we have? We have you know burnout. We have the students at the schools. We have all of the you know the the district problems the higher ups in your district or or you know are seemingly causing you chaos and i say seemingly because there's always two sides to a story um and then you know we have to deal with you know the reality of school safety not every school is secure and you know some of those things what are some things that that you deal with don um in your sector right now (laughs) (laughs) oh what do you want me to limit it to um, it, it can be anything. It can be anything. Let's talk about the problems. Uh, the problems are, I, mm, without getting into too many rabbit holes, I think one of the biggest problems is is that we're a small. Well, first of all, we're a nonprofit, so that's like it's almost like sometimes being in politics. You don't want to spend too much time out there campaigning for money when right. you really need to be serving the people. So um, we're we're doing better. Um, the first couple of years, it was trying to find a budget so we could help more students. That being said, we've helped so many more students that now we've gotten more help. So I'd say, you know, just donor relations, corporate relations, things of this nature. Um, but where I want to be is the classroom. And so that was the other issue is that when I signed up for this gig, right, it was right before COVID. Um, now that it's mostly schools are open, um, I, I'm wanting and desiring to be in more classrooms across the state and beyond. So uh, I've got to have a team that basically feeds the monster, right? So like 
they've got to send out the emails. Is it okay if Don pops in? What kind of security protocols are needed? Is it all right if he, you know, which class should he talk to? Should he have an all school symposium? Should he just go into some of the entrepreneurship or the innovation classes? Or if you don't have one, where and blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot of that. And just as a growing organization um, that is doing just that growing, there's just, there's just a lot there. So I think one of the biggest things I have is, is that, um, I'm supposed to be at the, you know, the airplane looking down, making sure I see everything and then not getting lost in the day-to-day operations. I've got to see where we're at in five years, where we're, I'm sorry, where we want to be in five years. And at the same time, rely on my team on how does day-to-day operations look like. Right. Was that rapid fire? <laughs> oh yeah. So that was, that was great. So all of these, all of these problems, no matter where you go, Wherever you have people, you're going to have issues, you're going to have needs, you're going to have all these things. This is why developing leaders is so very important. Um, and not and not just people who hold titles, but at, at every level of your organization, teaching people to lead where, where they are and really developing a leadership team so to help you with the development of the other leaders in your organization, and I'm using leader all the way up and down, but you know, if, if you're the principal of the school, inspiring and working with your APs and your instructional leadership team to go to then go and support the other teacher leaders that are on your campus is so very important because what that does it is it creates a even distribution of the workload. The number one thing that really fatigues an individual and, and call me a liar, Don, if, if, if I'm lying and y'all too, if, if I'm lying, just shoot me an email, crookjamal at gmail.com, you straight lying. The thing that fatigues us as humans the most, I think, is having to make a thousand different decisions and do all of the problem solving. Would you agree with that, Don? Easily. Easily double so, stamped on that. Right. So, so, so now, so now you're in a position and I call this the keeper of all knowledge syndrome, right? You're in, you're in your position and you, you go to uh, your leadership team a, and you sit down at the table and you say, here's the agenda. Here's what we're going to do. Um, you know, and people look at it and the, you say the wind is blowing this way. And then they just repeat back to you. The wind is blowing this way. And from there, you have to guide and direct every part of that group or those leaders. They'll come to you for every single thing. And when it's all said and done, you'll be tired, you'll be burnt out, and you'll be just kind of in, in a state of just like, I need more help. And if you're, if you're experiencing that right now, I think uh, in, in the next few moments, we ho- I hope to give you an idea of what it is that you can do. Developing your leaders, developing your leaders is so very important to um, having your people share that burden, share the decision-making process because you cannot do it alone. And normally we applaud great leaders for directing every part of the organization, but those days are over. COVID has taught us that at the, at the snap of a, at the snap of a drop of a dime, we're going to have to pivot and do other things. You're going to need people in that room that have been developed. So I'll start with the first thing. The first thing that really prohibits us 
or prevents us from having a strong leadership team. And I'm going to say this because I've been there before. So I'm talking about me and not anyone else is not having the patience or not necessarily being willing to work through the time to develop the capacity of those around you. And my hypothesis and, and my stance has been mm-hmm. um, if you take the time to develop the people around you, then you you create those leaders and you, you're not going to solve all of their problems or, you know, you're not going to solve all the problems in that first year, but you're going to develop that group. And then they are going to um, really push that work forward. So there are six things. There are six things that I try to do to develop leaders. I try to ask challenging and intelligent questions. I challenge them for continuous improvement. I coach them and I'm always, I've tried to be supportive of their dreams and their ideas and their hopes. I give them room to fail. I have them set challenging goals. And the way I say that where I work at is I'd rather get tripped by a high bar than a low bar. And then I allow the leaders to determine their method to achieve their goals. Mm. That's pretty good breakdown. Um, I, so when you're, let me ask you this. So like, how do you know how to, hmm, I should, I'm going to ask you to go back to your teacher days first, not your administrator days currently. Um, what's, what's been the process you've seen to make sure that teachers know that they're in leadership positions as well? Well, I think, well, going back to my teacher days, I don't think I had a, I don't remember, well, I had one principal. That's the reason why I became a, a leader, right? For the most part, I, it's real simple. I, explicitly stating to teachers, using leadership language, instead of saying, you know, uh, you know, manage your classroom. I say lead your students. You're leading your students through the curriculum. You're leading your students through your behavior plan because it really takes leadership. Whatever you expect students to do, um, you actually have to lead them. Think about think about like this. If I said that I'm going to repeat those six things, um, I'm going to repeat those six things and tell me if they don't fit within within the classroom. Ask challenging and intelligent questions. Challenge for continuous improvement. What's your data? Pre-test, post-test. Right. Uh, coach and be supportive. Be supportive. Hey, I noticed last week, Johnny, that you um you, you didn't do well on fractions, but right now you're crushing it. I appreciate the way that you you know took took the approach that I showed you last week to break down your problems. Right. Give them room to fail. Johnny wasn't doing good at fractions before, but I, I let him struggle just enough so that way he can get himself on, on track. But I also give him the time to reflect and that failure and let him know that failure is a part of the process. Set challenging goals. Johnny, I want you to get all the questions right on the next test and not just, you know, 30 percent, 20 percent or whatever it is. And Johnny, I'd rather get tripped by a high bar than a low bar. Um, and then you say, uh, allow students to determine their method to achieve Johnny. How do you, like, how do you think, uh, homework should go for you? How many problems do you think you should do every night? And yeah. it's a fractions. It, it's leadership. 
it doesn't matter whatever level. So then if you look at the, I guess, the cadres of, of levels, you have students. They are the ones that we have to train to really think like us in terms of the curriculum. It's not really impressive for us to, it's not, it's not impressive for a teacher to know the content. Your job is to teach the students so they know the content like you. Yeah. The only way to do that is to lead them the same process that built you up to that. You're going to have to give them a similar path of inquiry and you have less time. So so from student and then teachers. Right. You as, as a school administrator, you have to take a very similar approach with your teachers. So you have to develop them. Um it, Oftentimes, you know, administrators will go into classrooms and say, well, this teacher can't teach or, you know, they're doing a bad job. But talk to me about how how do you know that they knew your expectation? Yeah. You know, have you have you ever seen leadership teams kind of emerge on their own and and, and with the caveat that they're not departmental? Right. So it's not the language arts leadership team. It's not the math leadership team. Have you seen just organically groups like that appear? And was it formal, informal? What did it look like? Well, no, no matter where you are, Don, you're you're going to have leadership develop because leadership, remember, is simply influence. So you're going to every every school has that one person on campus that if the principal can win that person, the rest of the staff will follow Um, or every organization has that that person that may not be leader and title. But if you can get this person on board, then other people will follow. So there's always going to be leadership that forms. It's how it's as as the, the leader of the organization or the leader of your school, how do you want that leadership to play out? How do you how do you envision that leadership? And then how are you going to develop and coach that leadership to take place? Because we have to be intentional about teacher development. And then you have to be about you have to be intentional about teacher leader development. And then you have to be intentional about the development of your assistant. <clears throat> so you can exchange exchange those words however you want to for however it fits within your organization but being intentional about a path of leadership for your organization is so very important yeah yeah you know last episode we started talking about giving ourselves permission for self-care but i think a lot of times you need to give yourself permission on your leadership role whether you're, you know, working at Amazon on the lines or whether you're a teacher in your second year. Um, notice I didn't say first year because we're all figuring out our first year. But um, <laughs> joking, but not actually. Um, giving yourself permission, like, hey, man, I'm I'm a leader and I I can I can lead others and also I can learn in a community with leaders and I I think that sets. Um, quite an example to your menstruation or, or whomever um, that that a leadership group, right? Doesn't mean you have to know everything. It's you're a part of a group. You're part of a network. Um, and also just and, and giving honor because like to last episode we did, um, leadership also doesn't have to come at your work. I mean, I'm I'm sitting there thinking about some of the advice we gave to ourselves or for our listeners. You know, mm-hmm. I, I was talking about our accountability buddies, right? You're my accountability buddy in a lot of things. That's also leadership. So, yeah. you know, leadership circles can be in your health and mental well-being. They can be in your, you know, uh, you know, professional development, spiritual development, whatever. It, it doesn't have to be related to your nine to five whatsoever. 
Um, right. but matter of fact, I, I think that's just one another thing is that the happiest people I've seen are constantly growing, constantly. Um, and I shouldn't even say wanting more. I mean, I, I've seen a lot of backlash to like, you know, startup, you know, or hustle culture, and that you know, you're never being satisfied. I think that's, that's not what we're talking about. Leadership right. in the sense that you want to grow, and that's okay. Uh, matter of fact, when people's like, well, you know, it's okay to not want to grow, maybe for short periods in your life, but I think that 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 desire to want to improve, not putting the pressure constantly on yourself that you have to be this ideal self. I think that that's two different things, but having a group surround you or at least a, a one person or three people to like grow and strive with you is really, really, really important. Right. And what you, what I think is just as, or, you know, equally important is making sure that you develop leaders around you and you're really in every aspect of your life. So you can take care of yourself. So you're not the keeper of all knowledge. Cause like I was saying before, we'll, we applaud normally that kind of leadership, the, the, the one leader who knows how to do everything. It's okay. If you don't know how to do something and you have somebody on your staff that can, or you're a part of a team and there are some limitations that you have, but you know that there's someone else on, on the team that can, like there's only one Tom Brady and there's only, you know, one, uh, Indomitian Sioux. Uh, they play different positions, but they're really good at their positions. When they won the Super Bowl, and Dominican Sue played defensive tackle. Tom Brady, as we all know, the greatest of all time, played quarterback. Um, and he 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 threw the football. And then and Dominican Sue uh went to go tackle the guy that um was throwing the football for the opposing team. I say that to say you what you want to do for yourself as as a leader of leaders is create an even distribution of the workload so you have time to go focus on yourself so you have time to really get curious and ask challenging questions lean in and and really i guess the 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 last thing that i'll say for this is taking the time to develop really strong relationships with people and i think really in all of this when, when developing leaders we forget that relationships is really at the foundation of everything that we do because it's hard for me to coach coach you and be supportive because when I say coach that means I'm, I'm giving you some things that may not be going well but I also want you I also want to know that I want you to know that I, I support you so it doesn't matter mm. it doesn't mm. matter if you fail today <laughs> but I want you to know that I'm rocking with you I'm gonna be with you all yeah. the time I'm going to support you. And we're, we're people. We need to know that, okay, I fell down, but we can get back up. Let's get back up together. Let's move forward together. Taking the time to build the relationships for me or from what I've seen has been the, yeah. the main barrier. What are your thoughts? No, like, listen, we're probably going to uh, end this soon so we can do a separate, like literally I want to go a little deeper on just relationship builds and, and honest feedback um, cause like, that's where we are, where we are in our foundation is because of our like relationships hands down. I think anybody running a nonprofit will sit there and be emphatically nodding their head up and down. Yes. But at the same time on this, like 
leadership circles. It is the developing and cultivating relationships. And I want to go deep on that, on the difference between uh, having good symbiotic professional relationships and not um, uh, quid pro quo. Um, but the, the other thing you, I really want to hammer down on, although it's funny because it's part of a relationship, um, is this, I, I've seen um, we hold ourselves to the highest standard when talking about athletics. It's just funny. I, I've seen this time yeah. and time again is because, you know, I, I just saw the other day, um, you know, the New York Jets uh, quarterback, they basically said, do you feel bad that your te- you've let your teammates down? He's like, nope. And there was this outcry of not somebody not taking personal responsibility. I, I, I take a look at that at the rest of the world and see that professional like personal responsibility is not high on the priority list for a lot of people. Right. And then and just with the fact that, you know, we've we've luckily, you know, in our organization, we have three or four Colts players we work with pretty regularly. I, I there was one of them that made a they got a penalty that um, led to a, a bad outcome uh, for the team and watching people say like you dummy and you ruined my Sunday and all this sort of stuff. It's just funny because you played sports at a D one level. I I'm just a, you know, I can't even talk, but like, it's mm-hmm. just funny how in leadership we, 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 if, if, if you throw your offensive line under the bus, you're a horrible leader. And if you don't take responsibility for your actions, you're a horrible person. And man, if we just held ourselves, the standards, we hold our athletes, the world would be a great place, wouldn't it? <laughs> right, but it 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 would be. But the 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 thing that Zach Wilson, I guess he fumbled on, was how the other guys may have been feeling in his relationship to them. Now, I'll make a case, you know, for relationships and tying it back to how important relationships are because he didn't get benched because he underperformed because nobody's talking about the other quarterback who didn't score a touchdown the the wind was terrible the conditions were were harsh there there are there are a whole bunch of people on that team outside of the quarterback just to give some context um but when zach was asked do you feel like you let the team down here's the here's the context that is because i played defense and when whenever you can hold a team to a field goal and a touchdown, you're basically screaming to your offense, just give me give me two touchdowns and we win the game. 14 points. That's I mean, get me in yeah. field goal range uh, four times and we win the game. That's 12 points, 11 points, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. By the way, the Patriots only scored three points as well. Correct. And, they, and- had a, they had a punt return. Right, and, and that's but there was there. No one was complaining about the Patriots' offense only scoring three points. Anyway, go ahead. So, so going back, and that's and that's where Zach fumbled uh, in in the relational capacity. So now, as a defensive player, I'm thinking that this guy doesn't really care about me and my efforts. You'll you'll lose you'll lose the people around you real quick because it showed that he didn't really. He didn't think about what his teammates are going through, which goes back to the relational capacity, the the, the dynamic that we are as humans. Um, so, so for him to get up there and say, "Well, no, I don't feel like I let the team down." In in reality, if the Jets special teams guy would have scored a touchdown, they win the game. In reality, if somebody else would have stepped up, they win the game. Now it was a great defensive performance, but it goes back to 
his relational or his relationship with his teammates when he went back into that locker room. And that, that was the hard thing for his coach to wrap his mind around because now you got to go back and leave these guys and say, this is the guy. If you, if, if, if we have him at quarterback, this is the guy that we're saying is going to lead us. You got to think about that in terms of where you are. Think about, you know, I work in a school. Our teachers have just gone through COVID. They've, they've done all of these things. They, they're doing so many things well. And then in comes a district initiative or something that we don't control like the weather. And we don't do our part relationally in acknowledging. I know that you worked hard. I know that I could have done better for you. And moving forward, I'm going to do my best to if you ever give me a, a 10 point spread to cover and all I have to do is score 11 points to win. I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that the effort that you already put in is going to get us a dub. Oh, you cut out. I'm still there. Oh, okay. I thought you, I thought you cut out abruptly. Um, yeah, man, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I just, it's been weird. I've just been all of a sudden listening through a different lens on how, uh, I don't know. I just, I, I get bothered by listening to analysts just talk about, you know, this guy's a bum and this guy's the worst ever. I'm like, if you're playing in the NFL, you're the, you're the probably the greatest player in your high school ever. And probably in your town. I don't know. Anyway, enough sports talk. Well, uh, well, I'm going to wrap there because I, I do want to go deeper on an, on its own episode on about relationships and relationship management. Uh, but that deserves its own. Uh, as always, Jamal and I really appreciate uh, when you guys share these episodes. If you want to give us some suggestions, we should always hit us up on Twitter. Jamal's got his emails open, crookjamal at gmail.com. Uh, and we love, love, love your feedback and your support. Other than that, this is Don Wetrick reminding you those opportunities are everywhere. We'll see you.